Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your acne slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. You know what I mean? Like, there's really not a whole lot. Like, Europe doesn't play baseball at all. They play cricket, you know? So let me ask you guys this, um, to, to kind of bring it back to animation. Why are there no sports-centric animated films, really? Oh, I don't know. I thought you were going to say sports-centric like anime, and I was like, Oh, my God, there's there? so many. In, I, in, in, I, yeah. Really? In I don't the, know of these. In the anime like, realm, uh, especially like soccer, like they love like kung fu football, you know what I mean? Where it's always like ninjas in soccer because that just seems to go hand in hand. Like, Ariana especially when you're doing like, really good. like bicycle kicks or like goalies that are making like uh, superhuman saves. Um, <laughs> I think that plays, I mean, otherwise what? You had the Mighty Ducks animated TV show that happened in the 90s where they were like superheroes oh. and hockey players. Yeah, they were like Yeah, they were actual ducks. So I mean, there you had that um, with basketball. You had what Space Jam, Space which was live Jam action mixed with yeah. uh, with animation. But yeah, I think it's you know the the big underdog story. Like that's kind of the go to. You think like Little Giants. You think Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. You know the Big Green. Like these are all you know mis- misfit teams that get thrown together with a new coach that's facing some sort of problem outside of just coaching and right. they have to make these te- this team a group of winners so yeah, i'm I've, i'm surprised that of, we haven't seen like a disney film around this you know like something that was more sports centric but i think they well, just they know the princess formula works yeah that's true and i i feel like this may harken back to a conversation that josh and i had i think we had it on one of our podcasts where it was about the superhero thing. Like, why aren't there more feature uh, yeah. animated superhero movies? Like, why aren't the major studios doing these major superhero movies? Because they're making money hand over fist in live action. And Josh's main point, which I, I felt was a really good one, was that when you make it a cartoon, a lot of your core audience is going to think, oh, that's just for kids. Oh, for so sure. They're not going to, they're not going to. So the, the American football audience or the American basketball audience isn't necessarily going to watch a feature film based on basketball or football because they think it's just for kids. And I think that's really sad. I don't, I don't like that at all. No, same. Wanna, same. Yeah. Cause I love sports and I would love sports to cross over with the other thing that I love, which is animation. Well, think about like how successful big hero six was. So like I, uh-huh. at that point you'd think, Oh yeah. Full length featured animation. I mean, I know the Batman Lego movie was technically like stop motion <laughs> more than like actual animation, but right. I still think it fits within that wheelhouse. Uh, mm-hmm. But, but I, I would, I personally would think that like DC, especially with their full length feature animation has had enormous success. Like every, Everything from, you know, Flashpoint Paradox to 
uh, um, Justice League movie to Justice League Dark. I mean, they've. They, I think they've had a lot of success with Marvel. They haven't done so much the full length feature when it comes to animation, but they've had a lot of success with their TV shows on Disney XD, like you know the, the different uh, Spider Man Chronicles that they've done, the Avengers. More recently, they did Guardians of the Galaxy, which I think has done really well. Mm-hmm. So you know, I I think they find what works. But if you think about all of those movies we just named, other than maybe some of the DC stuff. Uh, it's really has been geared towards teens and younger kids. It's not really geared towards the adults. And like you said, I, I, I just think animation in general, typically for the uninitiated or the uninitiated, if you will, uh, they they view it more as, oh, that's children's programming. That's not for right. for adults. And to be fair, I mean, we did our DreamWorks episode on Wednesday and pretty much every movie that we named off, I was like, oh, that's for kids. That's not for me. You know, yeah, because I'm not going to go pay money to see How to Train Your Dragon 3 or the thankfully canceled Crudes 2. Like, (laughs) you know, if I didn't pay money for the original film, I'm definitely not going to go pay money for a half ass sequel. Like, it's just that's not that's not for me. But I do think that certain studios have a a reputation and that reputation sort of precedes them regardless of what the content of the film is. Totally. I I agree with pretty much all of that. Well said, sir. Thank you. so on that bombshell, <laughs> welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, episode 37. Ah, oh, thank I'm... God. That's my magic number. Is it really? Yeah, Sweet. it really is. Nice. <laughs> I'm your host, Josh. Joining me is other host. Co-host, Gavin. That's that's a better and word for And guest host. host. Liam DeCosmo yes. of Cloud CityCast. Yes, our, our great friend from Cloud City Cast joining us once again. Well, thank you. And then possibly Brittany Thanks. as she drifts in and out. Also awesome. from Cloud City Cast. She's, she's, she's welcome like, anytime she wants to drift in. She's like in. some sort of specter. She just like, kind of whiffs in with the wind and then leaves <laughs> mysteriously. Yes, indeed. This is true. She's like a, 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 what, a forest spirit from uh, Princess Mononoke. Yes, those things are so cool. Clicky, click, click, click. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of Studio Ghibli films. Yes, we got some big news. In the news, um, we have some G Kids announcements. Uh, So excited. They they do a lot of the, you know, a lot of the Ghibli releases and a lot of these kind of more independent esque type releases. And I meant to show you a uh, trailer for a movie. That's that they're that they're doing, and I should have done it. It, it looks really, it kind of looks weird. It looks funny, but weird. But anyway, okay. we'll kind of we'll we'll watch that later. All right, we'll talk about uh, but that G, later. But uh, G Kids is doing uh, what they're calling Ghibli Fest, so which cool. is uh, they're going to be showing subs and dubs of Ghibli movies throughout the rest of the year in theaters. In theaters, yes. so we're going to get the sub version if you want to read. <laughs> or if you actually want to sit and you know watch the movie and you know and be able it. to see all of it, is it the the Buena Vista voice castings, the Disney voice? Uh, castings? yeah, I would assume it's the Disney ones because okay. you can't find the other ones anywhere. Well, they've done a really good job, so yeah. I hope well, it's. I don't know. We watched Castle in the Sky. It was pretty good, huh? It was good. Mm. Okay. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> anyway, so uh, they're gonna kick it off with My Neighbor Totoro. Yes, my favorite. June 25th and 26th. Nice. Followed by Kiki's Delivery Service. Mm, July 23rd and 24th. Castle in the Sky. Nice. August 27th and 28th. Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. September 24th and 25th. So awesome. Spirited Away, 
October 29th and 30th. Nice. And they're going to close out the year with Howl's Moving Castle, November 26th and 27th. My that's favorite. Fantastic. Oh, is that your favorite? Yeah. Wait, and that's November 26th and 27th? Yeah. Correct. Nice. That's the lead up right before my birthday. So well-timed, G-Kids. Well-timed. Awesome. Unfortunately, Mononoke is not on the list. Oh, we've is a seen travesty. it on the big screen, though. Oh, wait, no, we missed that one on the big screen, didn't we? Yeah, we didn't get to see Mononoke. <sighs> but I'm going to go see Spirited Away again. Oh, for, yeah. Yes. That one's it's so good. Fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. No face all day, every day. <laughs> I'm more of a Haku. Aku? Haku. Haku? Haku. Yeah, Haku. Haku. The emphasis on the U at the end. Haku. Um, yeah, that I thought that was so cool. His little like, I'm gonna turn into a dragon, mm-hmm. and now I'm a boy, very, and now I'm a dragon. It, I'm also the sea. It's very, <laughs> yeah, it's very D and D. He's like a druid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, also, if you, I'm not 100 percent sure if it's still going on. If you can catch your name anytime, definitely go see it. So they haven't released any dates beyond Not that I've seen. Not weekend. that I've seen <laughs> okay. just this weekend or Man, last weekend technically. It's crazy to me. It's the, it's like the biggest selling anime movie ever in Japan, right? Mm-hmm. It's broken all the records. It's made And it's see, here's not the thing, going here's the thing. Wide it's made it's Why made not? it's made 300 million US dollars without coming to the United States yet. That's crazy. They for, need for, to for put an this animated in every film, theater in yeah, America. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been basically all over the world, except here. And now <laughs> we we finally get it. I'll be interested in the numbers to see mm-hmm. how well it did. And that's yeah. on your it's going on your get. name. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I I believe the original Japanese is Kimi no Nawa. Yeah. Gotcha. Kimi no Nawa. But <clears throat> your name. Wait, oh, you guys, so... you guys reviewed Castle in the Sky, right? Yes, we did. We did, but you yeah. didn't do Nausicaa, the Valley of the Wind. Have, not not, not yet. I'm 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 slowly walking Josh through the Ghibli catalog. Gotcha. And the more we watch, the it's more it's pronounced he likes. Ghibli. <laughs> uh, it's not actually. In if you're Italian, yes. So, uh, yeah, I was right. <laughs> yeah, I think I think on their on Wikipedia it says it's the hard G. It's Ghibli. Yeah. Not the soft Italian G. Well, Wikipedia can be edited by whoever. Yeah, but I feel like I've checked it multiple <laughs> times. So unless it's the yeah. same guy that just happens to be going back in and changing it, or girl, sorry, that changes it right before I view it. And yeah, and to yeah, be Liam, fair, there can be equal opportunity editors. Yeah, equal, equal opportunity hackers. No, I remember I was reading somebody's. Um, there were two awesome instances on Wikipedia. Sorry for the tangent, but one somebody That's had—I cool. was reading through something and somebody had che- like changed it, so it was like it was like cheese, cheese, cheese. I love cheese, and like that was just in the middle of a sentence. Um, so I was really excited. And I hope that nobody would find that. And then another one was I found the Wikipedia page for a band that we had toured with, and in it it was like uh, such and such band was known for reintroducing something into the pop punk. Uh, uh, um, like scene and they also introduced Rohypnol and I was like oh my god like who puts that in a Wikipedia page it was so it was like so inappropriately awesome I was very excited (laughs) kudos to whoever did that yeah I feel like I took a screenshot so I have that forever (laughs) nice uh I I remember back during the uh, like during the one of the like I can't remember which presidential the one where uh Mitt Romney ran against Obama. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Barry. Someone, 
on his Wikipedia changed Mitt Romney's first name. So it was it was Wilford Mittens. That's perfect. So I just called him Mittens the whole entire campaign. Was like, oh, it's Mittens. Oh, there he is. How do now? Are we one hundred percent positive that his name isn't Mittens and Mitt just is short for the full name Mittens? We're not. I just pulled it up just to check to see if what if that was real, and it's just Wilf like Wilford or Wilbred whatever Mitt Romney. Like, ah, dang. That's yeah. a, that's unfortunate. I would, I would assume that maybe it comes from like Mitchell. Mitford or something. It does Mitford? sound like a shortened thing. I <clears throat> Mitford. I don't know. I just I I really hope that somewhere out there there is just a kid named Mittens. I just think that I'm gonna I'm gonna name my kid Mittens. It's yeah. a it's a name that cats have abused for centuries, and I just think it's time that it breaks out into the mainstream. So, word. All right, are you guys ready to talk about death? Death Note. note. Let's do this, man. Do it. All right, so I have a little bit of a little bit of a documentation here. Uh, Death Note was a manga, 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 whatever you want to call it. It depends on you know what. Let's type call of it a Japanese comic book. Calling it a comic book is kind of offensive. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Seriously, it's more, of a, it's more of a graphic novel. Oh, okay, graphic yeah. novel, Japanese graphic um, novel. It's a manga. <laughs> it was written by. <laughs> oh Lord, here we go. <laughs> good luck. I apologize in advance. You're good with um, this. Uh, Sugumi Oba and illustrated by uh, Takeshi Obata. Okay. Or How Obata. faithful is the show to those original illustrations? 100%. Sweet. Okay, yeah. cool. That's why this, well, I say 100%. We do miss a little bit of like Light's extra killings at the beginning. I'm just talking about like character design and environmental oh, yeah, design. It looks the same much, as yeah. the manga, except with color. Uh, the manga debuted uh, in 2003 and went to uh, 2006, had 12 volumes, um, with a 37-episode anime from 2006-2007. It's had four live-action films, Wow! two TV dramas, and Whoa. one musical. Whoa, a musical? A musical, yes. What? Dude. I need to see that. If, if it can be made into a musical, Japan's got it down. They, really? They will make anything into <laughs> anything. If it's popular, you got it. It's there. I didn't know they did musicals. Oh though. yeah, there's a there's like Sailor Moon musicals. What? Um, is there? I don't know if there's a Cowboy Bebop one. There, there better be a Cowboy Bebop musical. And there's also the Netflix, which this this surprised me. I thought the Netflix uh, series that comes out in uh, on August 25th. I I thought that was a series. Right. I did not know it was just a movie. Yeah. And you did not know that it was controversial. Compl- did you know that it was also set in Seattle and that they've changed the main character's oh, yeah. name from Light uh, Yagami to Light Turner? Oh my gosh, I can't talk. I'm saying bup bup bup, and he keeps talking and talking. To- we were gonna get to that, Liam. Oh, my yeah. bad. Oh, that's you, gonna be dude. Just, that's gonna be part two of this whole entire conversation <laughs> is just talking about the Netflix bit. Oh God, I'm so excited to talk about this, but also <laughs> horrified to talk about this as well. Right, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be very difficult. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. All right, so the original concept for this, because there is thirty seven episodes, we decided to do. I tasked Gavin with episodes one through five. Right. So Gavin, how many episodes did you end up watching? I am halfway through episode six, so I have accomplished my goal. And nice, you surpassed your goal. So congratulations. I've surpassed it. Sir. Yes, yes. 
But I, that is definitely enough to understand all of the ins and outs of this show as far as, you know, here are the main characters, here are the main plot drivers. You this think. Is what's, this is what is you would think. going on in the world in this story. I understand that there are definitely possibilities for twists and turns. But, you know, you understand that it's basically kind of like a crime drama. It's, um, you know, it's got a bit of a Constantine thing because we've got like angels and demons kind of stuff coming in. And you've got, I think it's really interesting that they decided to go with uh, a high schooler as the main. Well, it's a Japanese uh, anime. Is it protagonist? 99, 99, you know. Anything to do with any sort of manga or anime in Japan, right? Is a is I get high that, but when you put they, something they market to their audience, something that grants this level of power into the hands of a high schooler who has, you know, some sort of. I mean, teenagers just have an imbalanced ego already, and you put something like that in the hands of a teenager, and within the first like. 10 sentences he says after receiving the book he says oh i'm gonna be god now yeah and i think that's really interesting and then in episode two when they bring in his nemesis Mm -hmm. basically in l then it's like oh wait maybe this isn't going to be a cakewalk maybe i have to kind of slow my roll a bit and you know strategize a little bit I think that is really when the show gets interesting. Like for me, episode one was, okay, I get it. Episode two, hook. It hooks you in episode two. Hey, Brittany. No, she's not here yet. Ah, dang. You were hoping. You were hoping. Well, no. yeah. what I heard a hear? noise and I was like, oh, maybe that's her sitting down. So I'm going to be like, hey, Brittany. That's hilarious. Good try. Good try. Now. If I had been smart, I would have been like, hi. um all right so let's go ahead and i just want to put something out here now okay gavin earmuffs if you want if you want to leave the conversation you can leave the conversation but we're gonna go spoiler heavy from here on out that's fine is that cool with you liam oh yeah i mean i've watched this series like four or five times so i'll i'll talk about as little or as much as you want to talk about yeah, I like I could I could spend forty five minutes just talking about the first episode. Like this is such a good series, so I'm whatever you guys want to talk about. Like I've I've only watched the anime one fully one time through. This this last time to kind of catch up, I knew where I've I've read the manga like three or four times. So mm-hmm. I mean, just because it's fantastic and it's easier technically because I can literally like just like pop it and like read it real quick, like one volume and just kind of like get rid of it. Right. But this, the second time I knew where stuff was happening. So I would just kind of like flip through. And so I think okay. I only watched like six or seven episodes, right. but I hit, I hit, I watched the first two episodes. I watched, um, uh, the, uh, the interrogation kind of like the, like, yeah, I guess the interrogation bit is like, uh, when, they take uh, light and they, you know, kind of hold him for fifty days because he writes that BS. Fifty in there. days. Yeah, they hold Dang. him for fifty days because they write this BS in there. Like, if uh, the person who has the death note doesn't write a name in thirteen days, then they die, which what? is a total fabrication. It's not an actual 
rule. Right. But they, that's part of the death note that they give to L, and L's like, oh, this is how we're going to find out. Uh, so, exactly. So it's a ruse. It's, yeah, totally a ruse Got to get, it. you know, like, and what's her name? Like when Lisa? he Like when he tricks that criminal into grabbing the piece of paper from the death note on the bus. Right. In the hijack. And he sees Ryu. See, he's really clever, and I like that. I like that they made this high school kid really smart and clever. Well, he's a genius. But... But he's still a teenager, and so he has that stupid, overinflated he's, ego too, yeah, he's which such drives an him. A-hole. I don't he's think uh, you know some guy like that's forty-five that's just been working some medial job, you know, in a factory or something. If he found that notebook, it'd be a totally different story. So well, I well, think yeah, it's he kind would of kill smart. his boss. Like first off, he's like, <laughs> "Mr. Jones, he's right. dead." <laughs> Well, and I that, think, but I think that's like the big point of this is like if you give it to somebody that's aged, somebody that has more experience, they're going to go more on revenge killing than they will on um, kind of targeted killing. And the way that L right. or that light kind of goes into this is he almost views himself as a superhero at first. Is like, mm-hmm. oh, I've gained these superpowers, the ability to kill bad people without it really being able to be traced to me. And at least the way that it starts out is it shows. It shows how even the purest intentions can eventually corrupt. Like, like, uh, like, what is, what is that saying? Like, ultimate power corrupts ultimately. So, right. you 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 see this throughout the series. Like, as even within the first five episodes, you kind of see how where his mentality goes. And Gavin, oh, I don't yeah. know if by five or six have you met uh, Misa Amane. Um, she's I a model. I don't, don't think, he, think no, because so, he's no. still because I think Ray's still alive. But I see, I have seen examples of what you're talking about, Liam, because I have seen the episode where he basically kills the guy that's tailing him. Oh, so you okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah, you can see that like he's already starting to be corrupted because that guy didn't do anything wrong. He's no criminal, but he's closing but he in. He sees on him as somebody who could potentially impede his mission so he kills him but what's that, worse about what's worse about that is the guy literally says this is my last day this kid this kid's got nothing yeah and he's exactly. like he's totally about to give up they're about to go back to america yep if light would have waited another 24 hours he would have been scot like everything would have been perfect yeah. but we you scot free but you see and, but, but you see him mentally break down through throughout this point where he's you know especially when he feel he notices the tail and he realizes that there's the potential that he could get caught and potentially be stopped that's when he starts to unravel and then each person that's come closer and closer to catching him he unravels further because he's so afraid to lose the power that he has and i i think that that's something that we've seen throughout centuries. Like anytime somebody comes into power, whether it's through altruistic means or, you know, the worst intentions, they still allow that to corrupt them to the point that they never want to let go of that ability once they've gained it. I mean, isn't that the main right. premise of Star Wars? That's why the Emperor doesn't let go of his uh, the emergency powers that are given to him is because he's he's too afraid to let go of that that uh, control. Right. Totally. I totally agree with that. So, and Josh, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but Star Wars is like a sci-fi, like space opera. It's more of like a, it's more fantasy, really, than straight on sci-fi. But it's really yeah. good. It's it's like Star Trek, but like good. It, there's, a, there's that's the main difference. <laughs> it sounds kind of boring. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't agree with everything you just said, Liam. I agree with the first part. Ah, there you go. So, <laughs> so okay, okay. So with um, where you are in the show, Gavin. Um, yeah. I mean, this is still very much in its infancy. 
of yeah, uh, of the development between like Ryuk and and Light right. and kind of his interaction. Obviously, you've seen that his father is a is a um, well, he's an FBI agent. He's like yeah. an officer. Yep. He, yeah. He's a detective it, it, and investigator. Like right now, the story basically is still. Uh, light and L just kind of circling around each other, just in that kind of like keeping a distance, circling like, okay, where can we push? Where can we? Have they formulated like the anti, like the Kira task force yet? No, no, they, yeah, they haven't even formed that. Yet. Let's talk about that name that they give him. the The popular name for this hero is Kira, which isn't that like it, it's like the killer. The, yeah, yeah it's, exactly. It's, it's killer, but it's, it's like, like the English version, right? Yeah. Like, is it is is that cool? Like, sure. That's weird. I don't get. It's, yeah. Well, it's it it, it ties in at least from my interactions with with like Japanese culture. Like the the band that I was in, one of our records was actually released in Japan on a yeah. record label called Kick Rock Records, and the owner of the record label was really really cool. But he would you say certain words like he came over to America to meet us in person, and it was he was a really nice mm-hmm. guy. But some of the words that he would say, you could kind of tell was like what Josh said was like that English, you know, like he was like, oh yeah, I love punk rock ruru, and we were like, what are you talking? About? Oh, punk rock. Okay, cool, we got it. Like there's certain words that this, huh. it's their version because there's no direct translation, so it's just them utilizing an American word and kind of uh-huh. Japanese it japanizing so it like spanglish exactly it's exactly yeah, like spanglish but for okay. japanese okay interesting i just that just kind of struck me when they started naming him i was like wait what yeah it's, Is that it's, cool? it's bizarre <laughs> okay i there there's one character i feel really bad for because i at, at first before light decides he's like i can be the god of this new world Mm -hmm. you're like okay i can kind of see where you're coming from this could work you're killing all these bad guys that have done bad things that's that's good and then he's like i'm gonna be god and you're like okay well now (laughs) now now it's kind of slow your roll you're anakin skywalkering this just a little (laughs) bit bro it's gonna start talking about sand but i think that that's kind of like the um the theme throughout this show is like even when uh, when Misa Mane shows up and kind of his interaction with her and how I mean ultimately he's just she becomes a means to an end. You know yeah, what I mean? And, he, and she, she's a character I feel for so much in this show because he just uses her and uses her and uses her. But he but cuts, she she kind of willfully allows yeah, she, that to happen because she she's she lets it happen because she's she, in love with she's him. yeah she's love shark or she's love shark with the idea of Kira because obviously uh, she yeah. doesn't know light as a person and he's very uh two faced like his his persona in public in the public eye is very different than the true persona that you see when he interacts with like Ryuk and when he's writing in the book and whatnot. But with Misa, she's very much like, this is just who she is. She's very bubbly. She's very outgoing. I feel more for her Shimigami Rem, to be oh, honest. I think Rem, Re- I think Rem oh. gets the short end of the stick like through her whole arc. And like and, that, and, and, and Light plays Rem like a fiddle, too. He really does. He, he knows. He's like, all right, the only way to save Misa is for you to prolong someone's life. And it, it just... Ends up screwing Rim, so Rim has to protect Misa, and Rim dies. But yeah. yeah, I mean, like, what he basically does, like, the way he manipulates Misa is so bad, because he basically causes her to cut her life in half twice. Yeah. Dang. 
So yeah, it's like a Shinigami eyes. The eyes. So okay. gets one I eye. I do know that deal. Loses her memory. Can't remember the Shinigami eye. Oh, you can eye. just take on one eye. Yeah, you get one eye. Oh. So she loses her memory, and then so it's like, okay, you're gonna use the Shinigami power to use to get the Shinigami eye. Mm-hmm. It's, it's gonna decrease your life. Doesn't remember that she's already done that. Oh, totally does it twice. Oh man, that's a bum and, deal. Yeah. Oh man, she's got like months to live by like the end of the <laughs> series. You're like, oh, she's she's gonna she's gonna die any minute. <laughs> she's gonna keel over. It's gonna be that's bad. Crazy. Yeah. And it, uh, yet again, it becomes the he's using these other people to continue to be able yeah. to do what he's been doing for so long. So, I mean, it's. It, it's sad, but you also feel like, well, these characters could have done something to stop him. Like, especially her. Like, I mean, I know, Josh, you haven't, oh. or not Josh, Gavin, you haven't gotten to this part, but she has a Shimigami because she also has a death note. So oh, she very okay. much could just write Light Yagami in her book and done, and he's gone. But she's so uh, awestruck and in love with what he's doing because he basically is doing what she wishes that she could have thought of doing before. You know, like she had this ability, right. but didn't really use it. And he like the day he finds it immediately is like, I'm going to do these things and I'm going to be a new God. And she's like, I'll be subservient to you. So does he know that she has a death note? Yep. Yeah, is because he, he sees her. Sh- he sees they team up. Well, uh, isn't it that he sees her Shimigami and he's like, Jesus Christ, what the heck? There's more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, something along those lines. Is he jealous of her? having no, that power? No, too? he j- he sees this. Because at this point, I think when he starts, when he meets uh, Misa, uh-huh. Light's like, I mean, not Light, L is like, kind of like, I know. Like, it's this guy, he's peculiar. Mm-hmm. And so he uses Misa as like, when when he can't be seen killing, Misa just happens to have this other death note. So he uses her. So he uses her as the kind of like a a means to get rid of L. It's not a real partnership. Oh, right. It's Uh, yeah. It's definitely not a partnership. Interesting. Yeah, and and obviously with L only utilizing the letter L, Light can't just immediately eliminate him. For those obviously that are not have never seen this, so L is basically protected as long as his real name is unknown, and nobody really knows this character. And it takes a little bit for us to even be introduced to him because he's just this disembodied voice that we hear over the phone with just mm-hmm. that old English styled L on the screen, you know? And that guy mm-hmm. that's all in like all black trench coat and the hat just brings a computer like into Interpol. It's <laughs> like, so freaking cool. Yeah. I, I do I do like that element. I thought that was a really cool touch. Yeah. So I, like I mean that. it's I I think a lot of the the noir buildup for this was so intriguing. And just mm-hmm. really like you said from like episode two, you're immediately invested in all of the characters you're like i want to know what like what's the dad going to deal with what is this investigator Mm -hmm. ray going to deal with what is l dealing with and then when you meet like misa and rem and um i mean eventually we meet i I don't want to go too far because i don't know what what josh wants to be revealed or not but i mean we Uh, i mean we 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 can i mean it's up to gavin and fans wanted us to talk about death note we can talk about yeah we we had we had a lot of people you know asking us you know yeah i'm fine we're doing you can spoil it for me i'm fine and and i can kind of put it to you this way too gavin and for those that haven't seen it is there the benefit of this like even knowing how it ends it is so this is such a story that you're like but i still want to see how they get there 
You right. know, like it's and even like like I said, I've seen it like four or five times now. Every time I watch it, I I pick up on something else, and I'm like, oh my god, how did I not see that last time? So there very much is this wheels within wheels development within this uh, mm-hmm. anime, and even when it does ultimately end, you're like, that can't be it. There has to be more. <laughs> nice, that's good. I, I like a story that leaves you wanting a little bit. And it's and I, it, no, go ahead, go ahead, Josh. I, I will say um, <laughs> once we. The, this is a big spoiler, Gavin, so you may actually want to do earmuffs. No, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Once L goes, once that happens, I there's a lot of people that don't like the whole mellow and near bit. Right. Well, I, I, he, I, I see. The, neither one of them are as good as L, but together they make a competent L. Right. So it's kind of like the opposite of Troll Hunters, where the first enemy was like, eh, and the second enemy just super brings it. It's kind of the opposite. I mean, yeah. Yeah, honestly, they kind of led with their best foot. Like, L, to me, seemed more talented, more ingenious, and it just, I don't think he fully understood what Misa was yeah, to the situation. Yeah, yeah, he he saw her very much on the surface, but he knew that light was Kira, like pretty much from the first time he met him. And just yeah. it, it was slowly trying to build his trust and try to break down light's walls and catch him. Whereas with Misa, he was like, I don't even know why she's here. Like, why would light be with somebody like this? It doesn't make sense. When, uh, when light ultimately kind of tries to sacrifice Misa to to catch Al and be able to, to kill him, you kind of are at that point, you're like, L, how do you not see this? Like, you're such a smart person. Like how, and she was just a blind spot for him. But then for mellow and near, they almost like didn't care about anybody. So it wasn't like they were trying to like figure out one person against the X. It was like, they were way more fact-based than even just L was. And yeah, and- like LL's problem was he to put too much faith in the death note itself. Yeah, that was that was his problem. Hmm. The moment that he got that death note that said, if you don't write in it in 13 days, you die. The moment he got that, it was checkmate for him. Yeah, I I mean, well, well, sorry, it was checkmate for light. Once once L hook line and sinkered that it's like light one. And it was just how was he going to do this? Because L is so into this. Mm-hmm. That there's nothing's gonna change his mind because they they come up with that plan. They were like, okay, we're gonna get a death row inmate and we're gonna have another death row inmate and he's gonna write this name down. And if this guy doesn't die in 13 days, he gets pardoned. Right. So that they were gonna test it, but it was gonna nice. take another two weeks. And that's when else. I mean, that's when lights like you know what? No, let's go ahead and kick this off now. And that's what happens. <laughs> Right. That's the thing. It's like he's always the smartest guy in the room. That's what that's what ends up being compelling to me uh, is that even though it's this kid with this overinflated ego, he's still the smartest guy in the room yeah. everywhere he goes. Yeah. And and, and in regards to uh, Mello and Nier, like Mello is the super emotional side of everything. They're basically like two halves of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Like. Mello is the super emotional, like, we're going to go get him. Let's go do this. I'm going to, this is how I'm going to do it. And he just kind of lets his feelings and actions do all the talking. And mm-hmm. Nier is like, he's, you know, basically, he's more L than, you know, Nier, obviously. I mean, uh, Mello. But, I mean, Nier just kind of sits there. It's like, we can play this long game. 
Mm-hmm. Like I'll play I'll play this long this long game of chess with you while Mello kind of does whatever Mello's going to do. Right. And eat candy bars because that's what he does. <laughs> so I'm just going to play with my cool little finger puppets and my Legos and stuff like that and you know make these elaborate scenarios that will kind of end up being wrong until the very end. But the way that they the way that they catch him with that it's like, "Oh wow. It's like you can see where Nier has been putting all these pieces into place, mm-hmm. and then when it finally happens, you're like, "Oh snap, that's actually really, <laughs> really clever." So is the story um, pretty much faithful to the manga? Yes, the story in the yeah. manga. Okay, I mean, there's a little bit more at the end, like the cult of Kira, like it doesn't die; mm-hmm. it like gets stronger. Okay, well, because now he's a martyr. Exactly, yeah, that often happens. Because like, like he yeah. gets, he dies, so. And, like, Misa is, like, head of the cult, pretty much. So, okay. yeah. So it's, there's it's, more of an epilogue in the show than there was in the Oh, there's, in the there's no epilogue in the show. It's, like, I think it just shows Misa. I think she, like, goes and stands on a roof, and it looks like she's about to go, like, commit suicide, which is kind of weird. Uh-huh. And then Light just kind of, like, dies. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> he just kind of like closes his eyes. I mean, he's you know lack of blood. He got shot like five times, right? Um, and then you know, Ryu writes his name. Cause, yeah. Well, because he's boring now. Like once he's been shot yeah. that many times, and the whole root like that's what Exa- kept Ryu invested this whole time. Is that Ryu's like, wow, I want to see what this human does because humans are crazy. I never understood mm-hmm. yeah. like what what they what length they would go to to betray one another and to cause harm. And he was like, this is way worse than anything a Shimigami would do. I'm just gonna watch this play out. And then when he sees how it does play out, he's like, oh, you bore me now. Just writes his name in the book. He's like, cool, done, and moves on. Well, yeah, because he's because he's like Ryuk's like, oh man, they're gonna catch you. You're gonna be in jail for a while. That's not gonna be fun. Lie, Yagami. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh no. No, well, because that and that's nice. like I don't know. I think I think that's that to me was like the it was like a perfect ending. But at the same time, when I'm yeah. watching that, I was just like, no, no, there can't be more. Like now Ryuk's got to give the book to somebody else and now we got to have a new Kira like there's got to be other ways right. and just or there's got to be other Shimigamis that are see what Ryuk did and go well I want to do that and they give their book to somebody else yeah. yeah they could totally Doctor Who that story and just have a new Death Note Keeper or whatever right but then just it, continue it on forever but does it always just become this one person writing names in a book and then some some weird child genius detective trying to hunt them down like then it just becomes redundant it's like how do you take the same premise and make it more interesting like how do you flip it on its head maybe you give the death note to somebody that's trying to keep it from somebody else that's searching for it you know what I mean kind of like yeah. what they did with Mello as a um I mean, Gavin, you haven't gotten to this part yet, but Mello is basically a member of the mafia, whereas mm-hmm. Nier is part of the U.S. government. So Mello wants to get to the book because he's like, hey, this would be awesome to have, whereas Nier's like, well, I'm continuing the work that L failed to accomplish. Got it. Got it. Yeah, so it, yeah I mean, it, like you guys said, it's kind of one of those stories where even – once you know the end, you do kind of want to see how, how it plays get out. there because this this show is all storytelling. Mm-hmm. It is all yep. story. And that's my that brings me to what I would say is my biggest criticism of this show. Guys, this is this show's not an animated show. 
there's so little animation in this show. It's not even funny. <laughs> it's it's lots of still drawings that are being zoomed in on or scrolled across and a mouth moves yeah. while story is being told. Yeah, wait, There wait. is so little action in this show so far. You just have to wait so until uh, Light eats a potato chip. Like they, they, oh, they, God. <laughs> they'll have... I take... A potato chip. Yeah, it's dramatic as light walking down a sidewalk. No. And instead of animating legs, they will throw a shrub or a hedge in front of him and just bounce him up and down. Well, that's that's early. That's like late 90s, early 2000 animation. I mean, that's what what you did. Animation's been around for no, you, you know point. what though? See, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. You you think of Disney animation, so you I think, think of, of anime. Animation. Well, here's the thing: you think of Disney animation, and, and this is I, I've I've wondered if this is your main criticism on a lot of like the anime type animation because you you're not really a fan of the series stuff. With your Disney animation and stuff, you mm-hmm. have millions of dollars going behind these projects, right? With Japanese animation, it's they have to crank it out as quick as they possibly can oh, in know, order to make the, money. Yeah, so it's that. like not even a tenth of the budget. Right. So they're working with what they have. And in order to crank 37 episodes out, right. they have to cut corners. You don't have to cut corners with the Disney stuff. Right. I agree. But, I mean, we're not just talking about Disney, though. I'm talking about any animation. And – that's why I don't really like a lot of American cartoons, even Disney cartoons, because the animation quality is less. That's just the nature of creating television animation. Yeah, that's, 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 that's just the that, nature that's of it. A hurdle but what I'm saying on this one is it is pronounced. It is, like I said, it is a still drawing and one element in it is moving. It's, it's like a mouth is moving. Well, and, and sometimes it. when it's internal dialogue, you don't even have the mouth moving. Like you said, it right. just kind of zooms in picture. and out. Yeah. And so, like we, we, we see cool exterior shots of like his room. Yeah. Right. And it, or like, like the, sitting. or the, the action lines when you're like, Oh, he must be writing, but I can't see because the camera view is above his arms. So his hands are moving, but obviously his shoulders right. are not. So, you, no, right. I, I definitely get that criticism, but I think the, what they make up for in a lack of sufficient animation is character design and then also yeah. the the storytelling itself. I think that each one of those characters, the way that they are rendered, is yeah. uh, the, one of my favorite things about this anime is that each character does look drastically different That to the point that you don't feel like there's a lot of redundancy, which I think that's yeah. my biggest complaint with Attack on Titan, is that yeah, there are times that you have no idea who's talking because all the characters look and sound the same, even yeah. the girls. So See, and I, and I agree with that. I, I feel like the the characters are well designed, but I think the strength of this show, as I've already said, is the story. For the sure, story is hundred percent. I'm already hooked on the story. The story is excellent, but I feel like once you've laid your eyes upon each character, you know what they look like. I could actually just play this show in the background and just listen to it, and I feel like I will get everything i need out of this show just by listening oh to yeah it. you could because have you just could have been a radio drama for sure yeah yeah and that that speaks very highly of the story writing but for me as you know looking at it critically as an animated thing it it doesn't really give me everything that i want like i want more animation basically i will I'm say saying. the animation quality does get better mm-hmm. as the series goes goes along well, so yeah, because they, is, they by that. the time they got to what I mean, it's technically it's only what two seasons, so yeah, cause, yeah. I mean, thirty-seven episodes. So, I mean, he, typical anime would probably be twelve 
seasons. It's listed as one so almost, season almost on like Netflix. three seasons really. Yeah. Like once once you get to, you know, light really starting to like work side by side with L, mm-hmm. it gets a little bit more and then once L goes and it's in that final arc, then especially when you get around with Mello, mm-hmm. Mello's moving all the time. Mm-hmm. And like he's constantly doing all kinds of crazy crap. Nice. So I mean, it, it will it will it will get better, I will say. All right. It, it, it does, I'm but I think for, for me, this, this, that final this was this was definitely one of those ones that I almost didn't pay attention to, like a lack of quality in in animation or um, or movement of the characters because I was just so invested in the story. So it was like it's funny because now that Gavin, you're actually like kind of bringing that up. I you know think back to it. I'm like, yeah, you're right. That there isn't a whole lot of movement. There isn't. I mean, because there's not a lot of action. Because when you think about it, this is yeah. just a guy writing yeah. names in a book and then they die. So unless exactly. their death is particularly gruesome or um, if they're very active, then yeah, you're going to see some some things happen. But otherwise, mostly it's like, up, oh, clutch my heart, keel over, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. That to. Uh, being five episodes in the limit of the action is a guy got hit by a car and you only see the girl dodging the car. Right. And then guys dropping dead of heart attacks. Like that's the limit of any real action that happens in an animated way. A lot of guys like ripping their shirts open when they have heart attacks. Yeah. Is is that a thing? You got to give the heart room. Exactly. It's like, is that a thing? Like when you have a heart attack, do you like rip your shirt open and go like, guys, heart attack and fall over? That's that's what I would do. I mean, like if I was going to pee my pants, I would rip my pants open and be like, genitals. You know, like that's just the way that it would work. I like it. Okay. So... I think we've talked enough about the anime. All right. Let's go into the wonderful Netflix movie that comes out in August. Gavin, I showed you the trailer. Death Note meets Twilight. Oh, God. <laughs> now, all right. Where, where, how, do we, how do we want to tackle this horrible elephant in the room? All right. Um, so- first of all, I don't think it's an elephant in the room. I think um, the director of a movie has zero obligation to anything else besides making a good movie. That's my, that's where I launch from any of these arguments. But one would say you have to stay close to the source material. Have to. What are there laws here? No, this is art, man. Right. But at the same time, so like, is, isn't there make a good movie? Um, make a good movie with, with the, with the outcry of whitewashing that has occurred in Hollywood, especially recently with iron fist and the biggest criticism being, I mean, obviously it's a role, which in the comic book was, you know, a, a Caucasian character, but one that was heavily borrowed from Japanese films of the time, like Bruce Lee films, you know, like fist of fury or mm-hmm. Chinese connection. So, you know, you're taking this iconic styled character, and turning him white because you think that's what's going to appeal to a, a more broad audience, which it does at the time. Well, you know, you, you accept that fact, but you also have to accept the fact that we are now in 2017. So you can adapt these characters to fit to the current times. It doesn't have to be a full, you know, Japanese, uh, you know, legacy uh, uh, superstar. It can be somebody that's of Asian American descent. Maybe they have an Asian parent and a Caucasian parent. Who knows? Maybe that's Asian and African American. You know, you have you have the capabilities to. Develop 
develop this character to reach a more diverse and wider audience while also appeasing the diehard comic characters. So now you're taking Wait. a series which is not only a Japanese manga of, of, of some note, but also an anime that was very successful and multiple live action films as well as a musical. And now you've decided to whitewash it in Seattle, Washington with a white dude with the last name Turner. Like, come on, man. Like, there's a limit. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing with that. I don't, I don't feel like it, it shouldn't be based on whatever your ethnicity is. So, like, the whitewashing thing, I guess I can see the problem. But my thing is, if you audition, whoever auditions the best gets that part. For all we know, this kid that was in the Naked Brothers band, maybe he <laughs> who's playing light, maybe he was the best actor that they got. The same right. thing with the dude that's playing L. Maybe he's the best actor that they got. We don't know. I mean, I, I'm not part of that let's, audition let's process. Let's be fair. Willem Dafoe was bored. William Dafoe was the best casting <laughs> in the whole entire thing. That's ridiculous. So, like, my thing is, like, going off of you know what I what I just said, it doesn't. To me, I don't think you take a character and make them a certain ethnicity just because. Right. That seems like with what you were saying with um, Iron Fist, Danny Rand's character. I mean, he's a white character. Sure. We don't know how many Asian characters audition for Danny Rand. Maybe this dude from uh, – what is he from Denmark? Is it the, Which one? The dude that plays – he's from uh, Danny Rand. Oh, I, I he's English. He's English? Yeah, Whatever. Finn Jones. Yeah, Finn know. Jones is, he, is he's he, British. Yeah. He could be. He could have been the best actor that auditioned. See, and that's one of those things that I don't think that you know. Just because you you would pass up a good actor just to make them a certain ethnicity, I think that's doing disservice to the character and and just doing disservice to your movie or I, your right. TV show. See, right. see, I I can I can see it from that aspect because that is the it is the idea that is you know you don't want to do. Um, uh, affirmative action. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, look, I'm going to cast or, you know, I'm going to hire the best person regardless of the ethnicity, regardless of their gender, their sexual orientation, what have you. I mean, that's been the ongoing complaint of people being like, okay, well, how come we're constantly casting British actors in American acting roles? I mean, you look at Charlie Cox, he's British, but he plays an American as Daredevil. Finn Jones, same thing for Iron Fist. Heck, even... Uh, uh, Jessica Henwick playing Colleen Wing, yet again, British actress, British Asian American actress, or a British Asian actress uh, that's playing an American character. You look at uh, Tom Holland playing uh, uh, Peter Parker. So, yeah, I Andrew mean, I, Lincoln, half the cast I am of the furious about yeah. all this Anglo washing. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, but, it's, it's but very, that's but that but that's that's kind of the thing is like you you know you have that uprise and my my big complaint for for casting characters is like you had uh, just a, a regular curly haired redheaded kid with freckles playing Banshee instead of an actual Irish person who could have played the iconic Irish mutant. You know, Sean Cassidy, like Sean Cassidy was the first like big Irish mutant. And yet you didn't cast an Irish actor to portray this character. So I get it. Like I get from being from that side and saying like, hey, this is a character that I personally would identify with. So I would have liked to have seen that go to an actor of a similar background because it would have made sense. But you have to think that these these cultures that feel underrepresented, especially in Hollywood, like the Asian-American culture, 
which you see in superhero films portrayed as what as bad guys like basically the hand could be asians or madame gao could be asian so as long as it's a villain it's acceptable so you're telling me that madame gao you have to cast her as an asian because she was the best actress but there wasn't an, a, a white asian or a white caucasian grandma that couldn't have also played that role so like there's certain roles that they go okay well we can't whitewash this role because it makes sense that that person's asian but we can whitewash this role because we think that's what's going to hit uh, a wider audience so like i said it still holds like you should have some compassion to that culture and say okay maybe we bite the bullet on this one whether or not they were the, the best uh, actor that we saw, were they still going to bring something to that role that maybe a Caucasian actor wouldn't have brought because this is somebody of an actual Asian descent? Then maybe you go that direction because you know it's the right thing to do, not just because, oh, we're trying to make our bottom line. You know what I mean? Like, there's that's that difference. Right. But in the example we're talking about here, they've already done four live action films. Yeah, they've done four live action Japanese films. Japanese live action films, right? Yeah. Oh and yeah, and musical. Yeah. And, and you've so, got the like, musical. Why do oh, we need sure. another one? Why do we need another one? That's that's like like in any sense. Why do we need another one? First of all, in oh, yeah. a secondary yeah, sense, down. I wish that when we're talking about things like this in particular, that they would just come out and say in the beginning, this is either a uh, this is the live action version of this. Well, manga well, that's what it is. And it's, TV it's, it's show. a live-action adaptation. Or they could say – there's one of two things they could say. They could say that or they could say this is inspired by Death Note. And that's what I feel like this is. It's not this is the live-action version. It's like this is our take on it. This is inspired by – in which case – I mean especially since you're resetting it in Seattle – yeah, like, it's, it's you, completely you, Americanized. You can change all the rules at that point. Exactly. I mean, right. yeah, when you we've because we've taken it and we've completely Americanized it. So, in that aspect, you can be like, "Hey, we just need actors to come by because we're technically we are Americanizing it." So it's right. everything's American. Like uh, L is an African American dude. It's oh like, yeah, <laughs> hey, he's he's not a Japanese person. Right. So it's it's one. It, it comes down to. Since we've Americanized it, and this is an mm-hmm. adaptation of the manga, this is not the direct. I mean, obviously, you you can't make a you know a live action because you're gonna cut corners somewhere. Right. So that's why you can't make a really faithful book to movie adaptation. It just you only have X amount of time, and you just can't do it. Right. Right. Okay. So so on I, that uh, so so on that note, think about this. So you're Americanizing this and then. Obviously, you're looking at Seattle. So sure, maybe in Seattle, the vast majority of the population is a Caucasian descent. That's fine, right? But think about mm-hmm. what the premise of this show begins as. You've got, uh, you've got a somewhat angry teen with a well, god well, well, complex. Well, this, this, well, this, this, well, this could happen in any – this doesn't matter what country the Death Note happens. Because basically, Ryuk, because he writes it in English because it's the most popular language, he just kind of throws it in the portal. And it's like, oh, well, we'll see where this lands. No, 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 I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. So you're right. I mean, it could technically end up anywhere. But think about if you're casting this and you're putting it in the American system, right? So think about the inherent problem in the fact that what is the typical ethnicities that we see overwhelmingly represented in American prisons? Minorities. So you've got African Americans, right. Hispanics, you know, just people of a of what would be considered a non Caucasian descent. So now you've cast a white person that is going to, in the beginning, at least of the manga, if this is going to be an adaptation, who is recklessly killing people that have been convicted 
whether they are innocent or not, in the criminal justice system in America. So now you have basically the premise of here's a white supremacist just willfully killing people willy-nilly that are of a non-Caucasian descent. And now he's being hunted by somebody that is also non-Caucasian, which, as we've said in the anime, eventually is killed. So whether you're good or bad, you're still killed by the white guy who now, instead of having maybe you cast the girlfriend as an Asian-American. Nope. She's Caucasian as well. Like, like, do you see the inherent difficulties I think that's a a broad generalization to say that this character is only going to kill minorities. No, I'm sure he'll kill some white people, too. But but I'm just saying, that seems like something that would be, I mean, honestly, I mean, I can can see your point. But, I mean, I think that's like a broad stroke that you're like, this white guy is going to be killing all these uh, minorities. And I, I think that's a little bit too much i think that's just statistics though i mean exactly i mean you look at statistically statistically, in in japanese in japan also this is also fiction so we don't know what this fictional world is right but but that's what i'm saying but you look at you look at the manga you look at the animation series it's set in japan which is mostly a homogenized country so if it's light yagami who is of a japanese descent killing a bunch of other people of japanese descent it doesn't have that ring of uh, racism to it Whereas right. when you come into a country like America, which is as diverse as it is, why set yourself up to already – you like I said, Netflix already has this issue with Iron Fist. So you really want to bring in another series that is going to inherently bring all of this controversy with it? Why not just put that yeah. aside and immediately find the ways that you can fix that in the simplest sense? Don't whitewash your cast. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying. Like, it, no. To me, it just makes the most sense to avoid the controversy you literally just faced on a Marvel series that all of your other Netflix Marvel shows have been smash hits, and then this was the one that suffered, not, be- not just because of the storylines or the lack of sufficient martial arts, but because you, were, you basically were being uh, uh, shown as whitewashing your cast. Right. Like I said, I, just you know, think, I think I- Netflix could have avoided a lot of uh, issues. One, not making this series at all, and two, not setting it the way that they decided to set it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually, sitting kind of third party here, I can see your side and Josh's here. Um, I, I feel like there is a point to be made in that this is fantasy. This is, you know, something that's not, you know, based in our reality in our time in america like right now like you know all of that but i do also see the other side where there is racial tension in america it it it, and it seems to have kind of increased again in recent years for various reasons and so you know people have to uh be careful with their statements and with their uh you know with the choices they make in arenas like this I think that, you know, something like this to be, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily consider any of this mainstream, you know, I don't think this is going to be a middle of the road major hit in any way. I could be wrong about that, but, um, you know, something within the community of anime and, you know, nerddom in general, like this is big enough though, to spark discussions like this. And I think it's, I think that's good because discussions are always good. You know, it helps us understand the world around us and how to make it better. But, you know, the idea that we're continuing racism or we're, you know, adding to, you know, negative forces in the world by 
casting choices in movies, I think is sometimes a little silly. I just think that there are more important avenues uh, or battlefields to wage such wars. No, I, and I, I agree. No, and, yeah. and you're right, because it definitely is that uh, it's the idea that sometimes we put more pressure and we build up more things than than is necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. You know, in in the name of social justice or in the name of of personal preferences. Uh, but, yeah, I, I do think yeah. that winning winning in every every arena possible especially when it comes to stamping out even the ideas of racism. And I'm not saying sure. like, oh, well, from now on, we can't cast a Caucasian actor at all. No, I'm not saying that. That's that's ridiculous. Right. Otherwise, I'd, I would never get a job in, in, <laughs> in, in, well, in any of the voiceover that I do. Say somebody was like, well, right. no, you can't. I can't have you do the voice for this character because they're African-American and you're white. You know what I mean? It's like, well, right. it's a voice. Like, why, why would that make a difference? But I right. do think that there are certain opportunities that, to me at least, the, in my perception, that uh, I think that they could have gone a uh, smarter path or uh, maybe a path like uh, Robert Frost says, I took the path less, less taken. And I think that that's, sure. that ultimately is what is important in situations like this when it is – you had the opportunity to do something that maybe uh, gave uh, somebody that would not normally maybe have gotten the look for that particular role a chance to to take that role and possibly excel. But right. I think sometimes a lot of it is the weight of the studios. And, you know, some of this comes from, like, my experience in voice acting. Um, you know, my friend Tim Page, like, his experience in voice acting and just where studios go with the safe bet. Because they're right. they're very afraid of their bottom line, and I understand that because at the end of the day, like they need to make money in order to make more content, and if we don't like the way that they're making content, then maybe we should create it ourselves. So yeah. you know, I'm I'm fully on board with that. So you know, if I wanted to make a a Death Note adaptation, maybe I'll cast an Asian actor. For Josh, right. and, for Josh, maybe he would go a different route. Heck, maybe he goes with an African American actor because well, he goes, yeah, hey, let's that, change that, this that, up completely. Cool. That's my thing. It's like I, I don't care. It's like I just want the best actor to play this person. Right. It's like, right. It, it doesn't matter if if there would have been a you know uh, a female come in and audition for light. I'm totally down with that. I don't care. It's I just care about whoever the best actor yeah. that auditioned and who got the part. And that's then, all I want. And then that's and that's, and, I, and I'm hoping I'm hoping because I'm not a hundred percent hopeful for this trailer just because you know just seeing everything you're like okay yeah so we're smoking in the high school yeah. cool that's right that's sure why not right because that never Stephanie happened Meyer. um like when i see that and that gets me less hopeful but i mean i i also haven't seen anybody act in it i've seen the one kid say whoever predes- whichever human possesses this death note yeah that's that's all that right. we've seen yeah so i mean maybe when we get some more trailers I'll be able to make a better opinion and maybe mm-hmm. see like, okay. Plus, I mean, I'm going to watch the movie. Right. Because right. it's like, well, I mean, yeah. Again, though, the strength it, of this story is the story. It's yeah. the storytelling. Yeah. So whether and they And like you said, you, a, could, you could listen to it and not even watch the people. So, I mean, it really doesn't matter who's right. exactly. on, on screen. It could be any race or creed or whatever. Yeah. Gender, what have and, you. If they respect the story, then it'll be good. And I think that's ultimately, I think the bottom line on that is like, so long as they're, as long as they're staying true to like the morality issue of the story, like I think it could have enhanced it by trying to incorporate race relations in that as well. I think that would have made it more pertinent to what's going on in today's society. And then maybe it would have resonated with more people that would go back and watch the anime or watch the Japanese versions. But I think Josh, to kind of touch on what you said is that as long as the best person is cast in those roles, then 
we should be happy so long as the the film itself is great. And that's so tough because you, like, opinions are like you know belly buttons. Everybody has one, yeah. and they're all different. So it's it's one of those that just who we may have thought was the best fit is going to be drastically different some in some cases than what maybe the, a studio executive views yeah. as the best person and what was the what was the influencing factor was it their actual performance was it maybe their agent you owed a favor to them like we've seen in entourage you know or was it just hey this person has a has a name they're going to be the one that sells tickets or in Netflix's case downloads so um, it, th- their criteria was probably how well can you stand perfectly still and only move and only mouth. move while eating a potato chip. Right. Yeah. I, I really, okay. See, here's the thing that's going to win this for me. If they include the potato chip scene, if they don't include the potato chip scene, it's an automatic one star because we can't go any lower than that. Amazing. Yeah. This, the, I, I'm pretty much on board for that one. Um, I would have preferred to have Misa Amani as, uh, as a, a model and a, I guess a actress to some degree. Uh, what is she in this? She's is a she cheerleader. She's oh, a freaking cheerleader. So it's like, it's it's like I don't know how you could make this more awful and like Twilight esque, other than it making is, is. the one black guy in the entire thing uh, a, a second rate villain. He's not even the main villain in the first Twilight. He's like a second rate villain, and everybody else that you have is white, other than the Native American guy that is like trying to be stereotypically Native American. So. I mean, like I said, it is it is what it is. I I will probably watch it, um, or at least start it, and then let it let it reel me in. If it reels me in, awesome. If it doesn't, then you know, no harm, no foul. Yeah, yeah. I hope. See, here's the thing. I hope it's fantastic. I I really hope that this is that this blows everybody away, and it's wonderful, and everybody loves it. It gets well, rave reviews money on it. because. I want them to do more. Really? I would like them to do more anime adaptations. Oh, oh, oh. So, so, so let me ask you this, though. Like, Oh, yeah. I, I don't want another Death Note. I was going to say. I mean, say, the, way it ends, the way it ends with light going out, perfect. Yeah, okay. It's a perfect ending. It, it literally is an open and shut case. Okay. Because that's, that's what you get out of it. But there are other anime that I would love to see get an adaptation. Can't, can't relate. So so let me ask you this real quick because I know we're I know we're I know we're going we're going long winded on this. Um, initially, it was supposed to be a series that was going to be optioned, and it was supposed to be Shane Black, the director of Iron Man three and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. So he was initially hired to direct the film, and then obviously that fell apart, and then uh, Adam Wingard was brought on board to do this. Um, adaptation of it or or whatnot. Do would you have preferred a series? As opposed to another single live action? Yeah, only because with the series, we're going to be able to get more Develop. character development. Yeah. Josh wants more unless story. this is going to be like that, uh, oh, what was that show that they had with the kid with the, he got like, oh man, it was some Netflix show that came on. It had Macy Williams in it. Um, it's about the kid who could like communicate with like computers and stuff. Oh, like weird. Or tennis shoes? Yeah, it was, it was what? Never mind. Go yeah, ahead. I know. You try to make funny jokes, but they all—they're <laughs> never good. Um, yeah, he—it was—it was some Netflix original movie that it was—it was actually really good, but it, it felt like it could have been a little bit longer. But I think the way that they did that movie, though, it actually fit in the timeline because it told the story, you, right? And you got—you got this time passing feel, and you know, it, it, it worked. So if if they kind of make it, I can't remember for the life of me what that stupid movie was. But 
if they do it like that, I think they'll be okay. Like, would I prefer a series? Yes, I always prefer anything longer mm-hmm. that's going to take me longer to watch. Right. Then it's going to be, you know, two and a half hours. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I think I'm I'm more on board with that Well, what, as well. What about you, Gavin? Would you have preferred... Um, knowing that this is going to go in as a, a, a full series or is a one shot fine with you because you're okay with just watching this anime and being done. Yeah, no, for me, I, I'm still mystified at the, the call for uh, remaking animated things in live action. I, right. I don't get it. it. It's lost on me. You know, I like jungle book. Uh, I, what? I, I didn't need that. I don't need <laughs> I don't need Beauty and the Beast. I don't need Lion King. I don't need Aladdin. I don't need Mulan. I like, I don't need Dumbo. Like, I don't need any of these to be remade live action. So, but if they're going to do it, I think it, it's obviously, it was a manga and then it was a TV series. So it makes sense for it to then be a show, not a movie. Right. You know, because there is episodic storytelling involved in the, the foundation of it, in the spine of it. So I I feel like it probably should have been a series. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I think it could be made into a decent movie. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, again, I don't I never feel like the next iteration is obligated to the previous in any way. So like whenever a movie comes out that's based on a book, I don't judge it against the book because that's a book and this is a movie. They're two totally different vehicles. Yeah. So I I don't have any I like I cut a i cut the ties between the two so i don't i don't need it to be exactly anything that existed before it i just need it to be good and entertaining so yeah for I mean, sure this, this could be a good movie i don't know i love willem dafoe i think he's captivating so i will probably watch it just for him the netflix <laughs> movie was i boy i boy oh, kind of like like ipod lowercase i yeah lowercase i <laughs> boy yeah uh, it's awesome. actually Fair quite good. Yeah, like I was, I was very surprised that it was as good as it was. <laughs> nice, and that currently has one streaming record, and it belongs to Josh Kane. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I believe. Well, it. well, with that, with that one was one of those they cast Macy Williams because it's like, oh, this is Arya Stark from Game of Thrones. Let's let's bring them in, <laughs> but let's really not have her in the movie that much. Uh, okay. But you know, we'll Got we'll it. put her on the cover right, and everything like right. that, so she'll break the downloads. Nice. She was great in it, but <laughs> well, somebody had but, to be. Yeah, yeah. The main the main guy was kind of a, a very wet blanket. It was very like, <laughs> very Charlie Brown. Pretty much, it's like you could have cast anybody. You know? wow. It's like was he the best one that auditioned? Right. Yeah. Exactly. If this was the best that you had, I would have hate to have seen who missed it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh exactly. man, I could have gotten that bar. <laughs> right. And done better with it. All right, so I think that's a good. We had multiple. I think we covered everything. We covered yeah. like racism and American culture and whitewashing, which is all American culture. Yeah, yeah. which is all still part of the same. <laughs> so let's say you you basically said the same thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, which you I'm you sure... know me. I love getting on the soapbox when it comes to that. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But let us know what you think in the comments below. In the yes, comments indeed. below. Hey, are, are we rating this one? Because I realized the last time Brittany and I were oh, on the show, yeah, we, we did. did uh, hey no, Arnold, yeah, we, we didn't rate, rate it. Oh, what, yeah. uh, what's, what's your ratings for Hey Arnold? For uh, we didn't. I didn't rate Hey Arnold either. Um, I, I, I think Brittany's was a four. I think mine was like a three or maybe a two and a half. Because I was kind of like, oh, a, I haven't watched enough to really have a full opinion. But what I watched was like okay, but it didn't. It, it didn't entice me to watch four. more. Yeah, I'll give it a four. 
A four. There you go. Yeah. So you and Brittany are on the same level. Uh, All right. So death. What about with this one? Yeah. So I'll go. I'll go first since I've only seen five episodes and the jury is still out with me Gotta basically. But where I am right now, I am really intrigued with the story. I've voiced my criticisms of the animation. I think the character design is pretty damn good. So I'm sitting right now on a three. Nice. Wait till you see this. Wait till you it see this go one up face down. that light makes. It's great. <laughs> like when he's when he's standing over L, he's got this. I'll like, look forward yeah, to that. Yeah, it's a it's like a ooh phase. <laughs> nice. What about you, Liam? Um, I'm gonna go with how many, four how and many a half. Clouds? Four and a half clouds. Four and a half clouds, because nice. it, it, to me, it's still one of my favorites. Uh, so solid the story. Like I said, every time I watch it, I pick up on something else. Uh, the the lack of a lot of action in the anime animation aspect of it. Yeah, that might that probably dings at that little half a cloud. But uh, still, all in all, uh, you know, like Gavin said, heck, you could sit and have it on the background, and as long as you're still yeah. hearing it, it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say I'm okay with that. I'm going to give it four. I'm going to give the manga five dippers. Right. Nice. But I'm going to give the anime four dippers. Okay. May, and and I, think, I think I was just thinking about this while, you know, you guys were talking about the animation and everything and how there's mm-hmm. not a lot going. And it doesn't bother me because I usually read the manga first. Right. And it's just it's still pages yeah, so it's so like, much oh. like it. so yeah. it doesn't bother me as much right. like when they're you know just doing that walking thing for like 19 miles right. or or it's or it's the uh the bike riding scene where it's like the same bike riding animation but instead of you know actually showing like scene like scenery go by they do that thing where it's like either a white background mm-hmm. or they make it go like but it looks like it's going by really really fast so they right. just kind of bore it <laughs> yeah that's so it's like oh, okay yeah i'm okay with yeah. that <laughs> it is it is it's all story man it's all story but all it's a right. good story it's good for you yeah. yeah all right so ready to go to the top five we're Let's ready to do it liam thanks so much for coming on where can everybody find you Oh, you can find me at Liam Bright. Uh, you can follow the show at Cloud City Cast. And my apologies that Brittany didn't get to join in. She walked in while we were in the middle of our uh, big our big debate there, and, uh, and she and was, was like, like, "No." She kind of she kind of mouthed like, "I'll come back later." And I was like, "All right, fair <laughs> enough." So yeah, so that that's, uh, that's it. Uh, you can follow our show. This week has been uh, a flip week because we lost a bet to our our dear friends here on Animation Station. So we did Woo-hoo! instead of our uh, typical Mo- Marvel Monday, Walt Wednesday, and Force Friday, uh, we had to do a Man of Steel Monday, which we talked all things DC. Uh, we did a How to Train Your Wednesday, which was all things DreamWorks. Which in <laughs> retrospect, I wish we had done Nickelodeon instead because DreamWorks is pretty terrible. Uh, yeah, uh, Oh, I was I was I was so bored just even talking in that episode. I was like, how am I going to talk about the crudes and be excited? I can't. It's impossible. Uh, (laughs) And then uh, we weren't able to put out our uh, final frontier Friday uh, on uh, on early Friday morning, but it will be uploaded. And so you guys can still enjoy it for the weekend. Sweet. Can't wait to hear that one. Perfect. Nice. (laughs) All right. So top five. Wow, I like went through puberty there. That was nice. And now for another top five. So for this top five, it's our top five favorite animated superpowers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or just powers. It's I mean it's just kind of powers. Yeah, yeah like, they're just kind of powers. Yeah. And man, I'm sure there is a 
whole spectrum of definitions of what makes a superpower. There, I will say my number <laughs> three is gonna surprise the pants off of you. Really? Seth. It's Ooh, gonna surprise the pants off you. I honestly, here's a spoiler. I could not think of a single <laughs> non-Disney one to put on my list. Not Disney or Pixar. Like they're all Disney and Pixar. I couldn't think of a single Disney one to put on my list. Yeah. It's just that's the difference in our experience. But I like I tried and tried and tried, but I couldn't I couldn't really come up with one. So I went last last time, so I get to go first. Yep. Okay. That is correct. All right. So for my number five, I went a little a little not as mainstream anime. I went with uh, it's an anime called Elfin Liade. Ooh, I never heard of that one. It's uh, it's very German's film, um, <laughs> but basically, it's the it's this girl named Lucy. Mm-hmm. She has these invisible telekinetic like hands called vectors. Weird that she you know uses her mind to control, and they basically have like X amount of reach, like sixty feet, and they can basically do whatever. So, like, hmm. if she wants to grab somebody, she can grab somebody. She mainly uses them to kill people, <laughs> but they are super cool. How does she kill? I mean, it's literally a hand, mm-hmm. and so she's got, like, two of them, and there's, like, no strength requir- requirements for them. So, no I mean, strength like, limit? Super, yeah. Okay. So, like, she can just grab people, like, like there's this one girl, Ooh. oh, this poor girl. Uh, she's like this intern. It's like in episode one in like the first five minutes. She's carrying this coffee and mm-hmm. like it's like her first day or something. Right. And she's like, oh, I brought your coffee. And like she runs into Lucy because like Lucy has broken out at this point. Okay. Like she's like this experiment and she broke out. And so she's, Oh, she broke she's, out of a lab? Yeah. She's, okay. And she's killing like all these guards. <laughs> and so she goes uh, and this this poor little girl was like, like – you see Lucy and this group of uh, just like guards, just like guns drawn at her, mm-hmm. ready to shoot her out. Mm-hmm. And this girl walks in between them, and she's just like, "Oh, hey, I'm sorry." And she turns out doesn't see Lucy at all, and it's like, "Oh, oh, hey, I got your coffee." And like you see this hand, just kind of invisible hand, just like grab the back of her head and it like twists it off. And so, like, the girl, like, turns around, and then she's, like, looking at Lucy, and then I think she takes, I think Lucy takes the head and, like, throws it at this other guard wow. and, like, kills it. Yeah, dude, it's very violent. It's a great anime. What's shocking here is that you picked something so dark, Josh. <laughs> nah, that's pretty, that's pretty on point for me. Oh, my gosh. Woo! That's brutal. All right. Bring see. it back to happy with the magical place on Earth. Oh, believe me, I'm about to. My number five. None other than our favorite blonde-haired princess, Rapunzel. Oh, nice. She can heal with her hair. That's a superpower. I didn't even think about magical healing hair. So she keeps her evil stepmother alive uh, or young uh, eternally, basically, until she figures her game out. She heals Flynn's hand. I don't really know the words. Yeah, but you're you're singing it beautifully. Yeah, that's how it (laughs) Yeah, so my number five is Rapunzel. That's nice. uh, Affectionately known to the Disney files as Punzi. What? Yeah, that's her nickname. Everybody shortens it to Punzi. Yep. Well, that's the... She's cool. Uh, My number four, I went with another little anime called Attack on Titan. Oh, I've heard of that one. And I went with Aaron Yeager's Titan Transformation Power. Nice. Basically, he kind of like bites his thumb... 
eh, you know, like you do. Um, <laughs> and he basically turns into like this gigantic titan who can like beat the crap out of people. It's pretty dope. So the trigger for Kinda... it is he bites his thumb. Well, he goes like this. He got uh, like that, kind of like his like uh-huh. knuckle ish area. And That's like the it, weirdest it's thing like a ever. cause pain thing. Okay. And like that kind of helps his transformation. It's a little bit more complicated oh, than that. Kind of like Hulk, like if you like if you kind of like yeah. Punch and then in the and face, then he kind of then he kind of like turns into like Ultraman and you know, like big and buff and stuff like that. Like punch, oh, punch, yeah. Interesting. It's pretty dope. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And but there's cooler Titans than Aaron, like the armored Titan. Yeah. He's pretty dope. But he doesn't have a superpower. Hmm. Oh uh, yeah, he's an armored Titan. Same thing. It's just he's like oh. a big armored like quarterback. So is he higher on your list? No, I mean oh. I, it, this is the Titan transformation. It's just like the transformation oh, in general. Gotcha. I don't want to do spoilers for anybody oh. who hasn't read up on Attack on Titan, so I'm not going to say if other Titans have names. Okay. Other than Annie, because we know she's the female Titan. <laughs> it's very respectful. For yeah. You. See, you're respecting our audience. here at Animation Station. We keep things spoiler free <laughs> until we don't. All right, so I'm going cold on the next one. My favorite Pixar superhero. Frozone. Frozone, dude. Oh, same thing. Sam Jackson is so cool as Frozone. I love him. And well, see, you're picking, you know, superheroes. Yeah, and he has a superpower. He can control we're, the. We're picking he can freeze. Powers. He can freeze the water in the ice. Or uh, sorry, he can freeze the water in the ice. That sounded ridiculous. He can freeze the water in the air to create ice and skate on it really fast. Moisture that's, in the. It's cool power. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'll allow it. So, I, I mean, you said something a second ago. I mean, I feel like we're ranking the top five characters with superpowers. No. Are you actually ranking the actual superpowers? Actual superpowers. We went at this at two totally different well, ways. we've already done superheroes. Which is not shocking at all. Well, we've already done superheroes. Did we do superheroes? Yeah, we did superheroes. Okay, but the, I, okay. I think. I don't know if we I did. I can't remember. We maybe, did maybe flyers. It was a, maybe it was a topic. Maybe superheroes maybe that's was a. True. Yeah, yeah. I, I may be getting yeah. it mixed up. So you ranked superpowers. I ranked characters with superpowers. Yeah. Sweet. This is awesome. So great. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we both win. My number three. Okay. Um, I decided to go with some ice powers of my own. Ooh. I went with Elsa's ice powers from Frozen. Nice. The reason is I am the reason. So here's, here's the thing. Here's the right thing. Now. And you'll understand why. They make no sense. Mm-hmm. So technically, they have no limits whatsoever. She kind can of. like she can create life. She can create clothes. She can basically she creates an entire mansion for herself. Right. She can basically do whatever she wants. She can bring people back from the dead. Yeah. So technically, she's like God. So <laughs> I mean, you can't really get much better than that. I mean, there's a legitimate argument to be made that she has epic superpowers. She is extremely OP. Nice. It's it's pretty ridiculous. So yeah, so Elsa and Elsa's ice weird. See, that's amazing whatever that is. That's the one that was going to surprise me. Right? I was going to okay, surprise yeah, you. That's yeah. perfect. And it's only because you're ranking superpowers and not characters with superpowers. Oh no, yeah, she's garbage. And that's that's amazing. But... Well, um, okay, my number three, uh, my last one was Frozone. I'm staying in the Frozen Zone and picking for my number three another cold character. Elsa? Close. Oh. What many people say is her boyfriend, Jack Frost, from Rise of the Guardians. 
Oh, yeah. I forgot about Jack Frost. He's awesome. Ooh, I love ooh. him. He can fly and he has all those ice powers. Yeah, he's great. That's pretty cool. I love him. And he he's got that really cool staff. Like he's staff just like some kind of like like street kid, but then he has that like old school like shepherd he's staff a very, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, he's a very Chris Pine like cool kid <laughs> yeah. on the block. It's so good. Anyway, I love Jack Frost. I like that that movie top to bottom we talked about it on a previous episode yeah. it's good uh, my number two i went with uh flight but Ooh. more specifically like flight from like dragon ball z like goku and stuff like that you know how they can so, like, like zip short around. burst flight well i mean like they can fly for long periods of time but they can also go like zip 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 oh. like kind of like flash step type thing so it's like flash 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 oh. so they're super quick Mm-hmm. But they can, you know, kind of like Superman chill when they want to. All right. But it really just depends on, you know, nice. I guess what type of hurry they're in. <laughs> so, yeah, so with like Dragon Ball Z type flight. I like it. I like it. Again, this is so interesting that we went at this at two totally different mm-hmm. angles. All right, so my number two is super powered because he's part god. None other than Disney's Hercules blessed with superhuman strength yeah and basically invulnerability to a large extent yeah to a large extent yeah that's good yeah didn't think about hercules either yeah he's awesome i thought about picking hades but then i thought like he doesn't really do a whole lot as far as having powers like he rules yeah he's just as a, a god, god over hades but he like he makes deals like there are powers in the deals that he makes i guess but i mean i feel like Hercules beat him, so he's better. Yeah. So, Hercules. Gives him a right punch. <laughs> yes. Do you have any honorables? Uh, I do, actually. Okay. I, I got none. You got none? Nah. All right. Well, I did throw Elsa on my honorable Aww. mention list because, yeah, she's got cool powers. Um, I threw Peter Pan because dude can fly. I mean, he uses a, a oh, pixie pizza. dust, but he can fly. He's awesome. The Blue Fairy from Pinocchio because I love getting some Pinocchio in there. I mean, she can... Give life to a puppet, and then when that puppet does good, she can turn it into a real person. What the heck? That's a superpower. <laughs> what the heck? And then uh, my last one is, have you ever seen the movie Bolt? Yeah, it's the dog. It's a fantastic movie. Totally underrated Disney movie. John Travolta. That's right. Who is Miley Cyrus. Yeah, that's exactly right. And there's, exactly a, there's right. some sort of hamster in a bowl, probably yes. voiced by Jonah Hill. His name's Rhino. No, it was oh. before Jonah Hill's popular i can't remember who does that one anyway justin long bolt is only an honorable mention because he thinks he has superpowers you know he's he's the star of that show where he has superpowers and so he's convinced by all the special effects that they employ on the show to think he's this superpowered dog so when he gets lost and he's out on his own he tries to use his powers and he doesn't have them i mean not not truman show i don't know why i said truman show Mm. i meant like uh last action hero I never saw that one. With uh, Schwarzenegger? No, I don't like Schwarzenegger, so I never saw that one. Seen Predator? Uh, Parts of it. Oh, man, Predator's great. Yeah, I think the... Let me think. The only Schwarzenegger movie that I kind of like is Kindergarten Cop. Like, who is your daddy and what does he do? do? Yes, I love that scene. I do kind of like Twins as well. That's about DeVito? it. Yeah, dude. I like DeVito. Sure. 
<laughs> so you got no honorable mentions? Yeah, I got none. All right, dude, drop your number one. My number one, I went with a little nickel. Syphilis. I went with a. I went with a little Nickelodeon show called mm-hmm. Avatar: The Last Airbender, Ooh. and I you went know, with Avatar powers. Right, that's good. You're literally controlling Earth, right. fire, wind, water. You're like the best of all benders, yeah. even though you're stuck in Aang's body. But still, you're super – just your powers alone are super dope. Right. I uh, I understand those because they're kind of classically – you know, they're classic powers, the mm-hmm. earth, wind, fire, whatever. And it is. Good band. You're a shining star. Anyway, um, yeah, that's actually one. I was gonna go one, with you, but then I was like, no. Nah, that's actually it. one that I'm. I've been interested in watching for a long time, so I do need to eventually There's get around only to that three one. Seasons and they're all on Amazon Prime. Oh, see, I need to watch that then. Or I, they're all in there in your on room DVD. over there. Yeah, I need I need to get around to watching that because it's been on my like radar for a long time now. I nice. need to do that. You know, Oliver told me. Well, actually, he sent me a picture last night. It kind of completely off topic. Mm-hmm. Um, well, kind of. It kind of goes back to last week's episode. Um, he found the entire Hey Arnold series, all five seasons. Mm-hmm. I think it's a hundred episodes. Yeah. On sale at Walmart for twenty bucks. Damn. I was like, jeez. Speaking just, of Oliver, just, if you guys haven't gone back and listened to our Batman Under the Red Hood episode, the bonus episode, you guys should go back and check that out. Josh and Oliver, super nerd out over Batman. Batman. What? Yeah. That was the Batman theme song. I know. You were doing your thing. That I was, was doing not mine. the Batman theme song. I don't know. I know. I wouldn't know. I know. All I know is na 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 Batman. The old one. That's the only yeah. one I know. From the sixties, the Adam, the Adam Moore. I kind of know the main theme from the first Tim Burton one. The isn't that the dun 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 that one? No, Am that's uh, Back off? to the Future. Oh. That's dun 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 Batman. Yeah, that's the that's the Batman one. That's the Tim Burton Batman. My bad. My bad. Is it my turn? All right, so I'm going with my favorite. Powered or super powered? I forgot the Powerpuff Girls character. Did with they sugar have spice and everything nice. These were the ingredients chosen to create the perfect little girls. But Professor Utonium accidentally <laughs> added a secret ingredient uh, to the concoction. What Never was it? X. Oh my god! And thus the Powerpuff Girls were born, using their ultra superpowers, Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup. Dedicated their lives to fighting crime and the forces of evil. It's really sad that I knew all that right off no, the top of my no, head. No, it's perfectly natural that you would know all that stuff. That's who you are. Oh, and you know what is created for the uh, Rowdy Rough Boys? <laughs> the boy version, evil boy version of the Powerpuff Girls? I've never seen Powerpuff Girls. Snips so. and snails and puppy dog tails. Oh my uh, gosh. Go figure. So, what's your number one? <laughs> My favorite powered character of all time. Captain Planet would have been cool, too. Are the Ninja Turtles super powered? I mean, yeah, kinda? they're kind of like a... I'm su- they're, they're a Daredevil ripoff. I'm surprised you didn't do any like comic book characters. Like, you didn't have, like, eh. Spider-Man or... Don't like Spider-Man. Oh, Superman? Not a fan of Superman. Oh, okay. So, my top pick, my number one, is... I'm just waiting to see if you're uh, going to yeah, cut I me was, off I again. Was, was, okay. You don't have any material left? Uh, I got some, but go ahead. Okay. Genie from Aladdin. He's totally powered. Yeah, but I mean, that's the way he was 
born. I mean, born like, that way or not, he's, he's got like, powers, dude. He's he, it's not Maybelline. Phenomenal cosmic powers. Oh sure, I don't know. I don't sure. I don't know how. I don't. Know I mean, his, dude, I look look words. what he does. Like he he creates that giant parade out of nowhere. That's a superpower. Parade creation. He changes Apu into an elephant. That's a superpower. Hey. Yeah. No, he does. He turns Jafar into the greatest sorcerer in the world. That's a superpower. He has limitations, but he's also hilarious. He's got these cool shackles on his arm. He has superpowered comedy as well. So he's some comedy he's the that some one. say transcends any sort of space and time. What do you mean? Well, I mean he's supposed to be, you know, Oh, Older. yeah, it's supposed to be set in, in times before East, all yeah. of his uh, topical references. He's doing Macy's Thanksgiving right. Day Parade And Rodney Dangerfield yeah. impersonations. <laughs> that, yeah, that's because he is in charge of space and time as well. So he's the best. All right. Well, I think that's it. I mean, I, I don't have anything it. else. I don't have anything else either. I uh, want to say thanks again to Liam and Brittany from Cloud CityCast Definitely. for coming on and And obviously thanks to the audience during Audience Appreciation April. Thank you so much. Yes, you, you guys, guys were great. We'll be, we'll be having our drawing soon, so don't worry. We did not forget about yeah. the drawing. Carolina, I got the drawing. We're doing it. Don't worry. <laughs> the, the question... To get an extra, because we haven't done it like the last three times. Oh, the have. question for this week. I don't know what I have in front of me. How about um, what Japanese movie are we seeing this weekend? Well, <laughs> if they listen, last, they should know. This last weekend, what Japanese you This know, past film. weekend, what did we watch? Yes. If you listen to the show, you definitely should know. Mm-hmm. And be sure and use it as a hashtag. Yes. Yeah, hashtag movie that we watched. <laughs> That's a good one. Sure. I like yeah. that one. <laughs> All right. Um, for the Animation Station podcast, my name is Josh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I kind of w- did that weird. That's cool. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. My name is Gavin, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Gavin Audison Art. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. And online at our website, animationstationpodcast.com. You can download all of our episodes on iTunes. And Stitcher. And through the podcast tab on our website. So, I yeah. think that's it. I think that's it. Good job, dude. Yeah, so for the animation station, I'm Josh. I'm Gavin. Bye bye, little butterfly. Made you look. My closing line is Thank you for listening to the Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes and join the conversation at SecretSuperheroClub.com where you can connect with our podcast friends, Cloud City Cast, Getting Into Comics, and Sean of the Gathering. 